You're probably confused. You're like, wait, did I see her on Fat People Meet? <laughs> <laughs> wait, spoiler alert. You're going to have to give me this app. I thought that was just called Grinder. Because <laughs> that's all I've been meeting on oh, there. Oh, wow. I mean. Fat meat. Um, <laughs> right here on Unloading Meat. I'm unloading the meat. I'm unloading the meat. Is not brought to you by your favorite razor for your noto parts. You know, I bet the boys on Grinder that hook up with me, boy, wish it was because it's just hairy down there. Like, down there just looks like Seth Rogen from that movie about the pickle. You know what I'm talking about? Like, a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, if you want to help my love life or simply wish for me to stop talking about my pubic hair, then message your favorite razor company. Like Manscaped. And tell them to sponsor Unloading Meat. Now back to the show. Guys, my next guest, she doesn't know this, or maybe she doesn't remember it, but she was actually the host of the open mic that got me back into stand-up comedy last year at the Tulsa Comedy Club. You don't know that, do you? You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> my guest is the wonderful, hilarious Katie Styles. What's up, Katie? Hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? pretty good did you remember that at all or did you know that you had told me that but i did not remember okay well sorry to get you off guard right in the intro it's <laughs> okay <laughs> now like uh 15 years ago i tried comedy that looney man whatever the fuck we've told the story a couple times on here but like i gave it up for a while and then last year i was like you know i'm gonna try this and see if i still have it you know try to get the jitters out and see if i still want to do it right and you hosted one at the Tulsa comedy club and that was the one I did. And then right before I went up there, they handed you a note saying the last three comedians get cut a minute. Do you uh, remember that? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> we got down to the last three comedians. And uh, somebody from Tulsa Comedy Club handed you a note. It was like, we're running short on time. And you're like, guys, I'm sorry to do this, but the last three comedians, we're only going to give you four minutes or something like that. Yeah. And no, I was, you're no, like, no, you, were you were mad. You were like, I'm sorry to do this, Julia. Like, yeah. And then I was like, that's my first time going back in like 14 years. Oh, like, man. Got to save a minute off. I was like, damn it. <laughs> but it went okay. And I got through it. And, yeah. you know, it turned into me doing this and doing comedy every week. So that's thank amazing. you. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome, everyone listening. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> all you. You deserve all the credit. That's the only time I've ever hosted an open mic there, too. So. Really? Yeah. It was just what they call kismet or fate or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I'll always be grateful for you because you hosted that. And Aww. I always remember you. And then uh, a couple, like a month later, like in January, Roscoe did one. And that was me going for, for a whole time in 2023. So like you two hosted those. And I'm always going to be grateful for you two doing that. Because I could be like, like not like not that like you guys like booked me or anything. It was an yeah. open mic. But I still am always grateful. Well, that's amazing. You're welcome. Well, thank you. What can I say except you're welcome? Oh, shit. We're going to get copyright struck. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Scratch, Dwayne, don't come after that. us. Dwayne, don't hook us. Scratch that. <laughs> They're making a live action one. Did you know that? What? Yeah, The Rock announced it like Sunday. Uh, some weird, creepy video of him and his daughters in Hawaii. Like they Disney flew him out to Hawaii just to do a little teaser trailer. Mm. And it was just him announcing they're going to do a live action Moana and he's going to be Maui again. Huh. Yeah. So it's coming. I mean, Disney's kind of running out of ideas, so everything that was animation is going to just be live action. I don't know if you've seen a Little Mermaid coming out. Um, I saw that it was coming out, but I did. Did it get released yet? Uh, the trailer came out. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is Ursula. Oh, I love that. I love her, and she looks like she's in like. And she said she was inspired by like drag, but like she looks like she's in full drag for it. Like it looks amazing. <laughs> Ursula's my favorite character. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I am down with some some uh, scheming, you know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so how long have you been doing comedy? Forever. <laughs> <laughs> what a great answer. <laughs> it's been 84 years. <laughs> you um, had to walk up a hill both ways in the snow. I did. Just I to did. get to the loony bin? Actually, <laughs> actually, forever. I did my first open mic um, at the old Tulsa Comedy Club, not the one that it is now. Back uh, in the year 2002. In the year I, 2000. Yes, like the Conan bit. Yes, <laughs> in the year 2000. 
um, when I was like 19. That's showing our age. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm so old. Um, yeah. Uh, so I did my first open mic then, and then like I would just kind of go to like one every few months until um, I started like trying to do more in like 2017, but honestly, I've been doing it forever, and I've wanted to do stand-up since I was like nine. Yeah. So... Well, I mean, you're funny as hell. Thank you. I've I tried to see you. I mean, I've seen you not just from that open mic. I've seen you. I can't remember what other show. I, I thought I saw you somewhere, or did I just? It was the oh, it was the insult attack. What we caught, we reconnected. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't on that show. But yeah, yeah, you were in the crowd, I and I didn't even recognize you for a bit. And then I was like, you just came up to me, and you're like, oh hey, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, who is this stranger? <laughs> <laughs> well, the last time I had seen you from that was like when you were on stage at the Tulsa yeah. Comedy Club, like the year before. Yeah. So it'd been a bit. You were probably confused. You're like, wait, did I see her on Fat People Meet? <laughs> <laughs> wait, spoiler alert! You're gonna have to give me this app. I thought that was just called Grinder. Because <laughs> that's all I've been meeting on oh, there. Oh wow. I mean, Fat Meat. Oh. <laughs> right here on Unloading Meat. <laughs> oh my god uh, we're already we're only five minutes in but i've already like made you bust a gut twice this is gonna be a good episode right yeah. oh jesus <laughs> so what would you like to talk about today on unloading meat besides fat meat <laughs> <laughs> that's all i came here to talk about turn the camera off no um <laughs> no i gotta, tr- I gotta keep it on for the only fans <laughs> oh man Yes, I actually, um, I started an OnlyFans. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it got shut down on the very first day. Really? How bad mm-hmm. was it? It was for copyright infringement. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the way I thought yeah, no. it was going to go. Yeah, Arby saw it. And <laughs> 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 they were like, only we have the meats. You know? <laughs> so... Fuck, they're come after me. I'm fucked. <laughs> We're six minutes in, and I already have like two clips to go for the freaking show. This is a great episode. This is a great. By the way, guys, this is episode twenty, the finale of season one of Unloading Meat. We have reached twenty fucking episodes. Twenty fucking episodes. Yeah, and you, Katie Styles, are guest twenty, the last one for the season. Hitting it off with the bang. You were the yeah. one that brought me back into comedy, technically. Mm-hmm. So you're going to take out season one. Full circle. Before I get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you canceled. This is what, this is the episode that ends it. This is the episode. You know what my goal is, though, for clips of this episode to what? be on like one of those. Um, well, I'm already going to be on a watch list, yeah. probably. <laughs> no, like on one of those like Daily Wire shows, you know? Like yeah. I just want to live my life in a way that makes Ben Shapiro just fucking furious. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they're showing a clip of this show, like, you know. Next up on Fat Talk, you know, fucking. Well, I mean, I have fat nerd news coming soon. Well, yeah. (laughs) Apparently there's, like, this whole genre of TikTok called Fat Talk that just makes, like, conservatives really angry. Really? Yeah. Like, what are they doing? Just, like, body positivity? Like, you know, I can Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because conservatives go nuts for fat people. Like you should lose weight. Yeah. You're the reason you're dying from COVID and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So, <laughs> I guess when they have to take a, a day off from the gays, yeah. they go after the fat people. I, I call those people my brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Happy Easter, everybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I just got off the phone with my mom, mother last night. So, like. I came out to my family at Thanksgiving, as one is to do. Oh, nice. Um, and then, like, you know, because of the fight that happened at Thanksgiving, my sister and her husband don't talk to me. They haven't, they haven't spoke to me since. And now it's, like, every event since then, they want to do, like, separate events. They don't want to be around me. Yeah. And it's because they say it's because I didn't, like, apologize or do like anything like that, but I did. It's more like they're framing it as it's my fault, even though it's more about, like, my decisions and my, my choices kind of thing. They're more religious people. Oh, okay. But so, still. like... Even, like, I got a call from my mother last night that they were like, hey, uh, my niece, I want to say names, but my niece was, like, wanting you to come by on Easter Sunday and have a dinner with us. And she, my mom was like, okay, we can stop by, I guess, for dinner. I mean, just, like, say hi. Yeah. And then she did a secret call to my other sister and did the same thing. And she was basically trying to plan a secret Easter party around me and my family without everybody else knowing that they were all invited. Oh, my gosh. And then my mom told my other sister and was like, are you invited? And she's like, yeah. And they're like, is Jared invited? I doubt it. 
well, then we're not going. Once they figured out that it was a secret thing, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, this is how stupid my family is sometimes. Just Well, just one section of it. You know. That's understandable. Bigots are fun. Yeah, <laughs> they Gives they me like, plenty of material. They are. I roast the shit out of them on stage. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my sister I mean, actually sent me a message yesterday about how she was... Um, she was upset because uh, the shooter and the most recent shooter was trans. Yeah. And so now everyone, you know, is, oh, oh trans. Yeah, one out of 338. Did. Exactly, yeah. And <laughs> we that was found like, the culprit. We found the reason. She was, like, she was like, so now they're trying to hold all trans people responsible. And uh, I was like, I'm surprised that you feel this way. And she's like, why? And then I just sent her a gif of a guy, like, taking a shirt off. And there's, like, a MAGA shirt under it because she is, like, a huge Trump supporter. Um. I'm I'm not saying that she's like a large person. Yeah. She is. But like also <laughs> And by the way, anything that gets uncomfortable or anything you want clipped will be clipped. That's so just so you know. She's she's not gonna watch this. But if she does, hey Camille, uh stop voting for Trump. Well, Don't do it. Well, like I have I still have it in, I still have it in my notes. My original uh idea for coming out because like originally like when my wife divorced me at the end of like twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one. She left me, and then I told I went to therapy, and I came like dealt with my like childhood trauma and all my shit, my sexual abuse and stuff like that. Dealt with my sexuality issues. I mean, therapy saved me a lot because I was suicidal after my divorce or during my end of my divorce. Um, we're getting real talk here on unloading meat. <laughs> That's what the couch Man. is for, even though I'm not That's... sitting on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's episode twenty. We're gonna get real. I think it's kind of funny. I think it's kind of sad. Like a Donnie Darko over here. God Best damn it. Ever <laughs> oh, <Okay>. God. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get copyright struck. We're going to cancel in episode 20. <laughs> <laughs> we're only seven minutes in. <laughs> Uh, but, no, like, like I got through all that and when I dealt through my my sexuality and I came out as bi. I only told my mother for a year, uh, and that was a year for it. And my original plan was I was gonna start doing this podcast and stuff because during mm. COVID I was like, I gotta have an outlet. And honestly, podcasts saved my life. Like people like Bert and Tom, uh, YMH, Bobby Lee, those people that were like, like comedians that were trapped during COVID and they needed an outlet and they turned to podcasting. Really inspired me and were like giving me hope. Like. These people are like putting all their creative outlet into podcasting. It's funny as fuck. I don't know if you're into podcasts at all or watch any. Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I can honestly say that. Uh, not that I'm trying to be a, a snob or anything. I'm not going to names, but there's certain podcasts that at the height of COVID were very, very good because these entertainers couldn't go on stage. Right. And the only outlet was podcasting, so you could see that they were putting all their creative energy into it, and it was funny as fuck. Nowadays, when they're on tour and stuff like that, the podcast is on the back burner. You could tell which ones don't really give a shit. About it. Sorry. Right. Excuse me. So, like, I don't know. Like, it inspired me to, like, see how much people can invest into a podcast and how much fun you can have in it. And that's just what inspired me to build this during COVID. And uh, trying to figure out how to do a one-person podcast was kind of hard. It was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then I got Stefano to edit and stuff like that. And then even then, there's, like, ten episodes that we're never going to show anybody. Where, like... <laughs> I don't know if you're like familiar with Tim Dillon, but like he does a one man podcast where he just has like somebody editing off camera and he talks. And we tried to do something like that where I was just me yeah. on camera for two hours talking. Oh man, that sounds like really stressful. It's hard. Yeah. And, and, and trying to do that weekly, thinking original content and stuff like yeah. that, it's just, like I said, there's like 10 episodes that we're going to put in a vault and just, it's going to be like Prince's vault where he just yeah. fucking locks them away and nobody ever sees them. This will be the 11th one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's trash and Preston's. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad because, like, I'm gonna like after you sign that poster. Uh, spoiler alert for anybody that doesn't know: uh, all of our guests sign the poster behind Katie right now. Uh, after we get done with the episode, and then each season we're gonna have that go around the studio when we build on, and that's gonna be the backdrop for the studio as it goes. Oh, that is so cool! I love that. And it's just a way to like kind of get like show the expansion and see who's all been going on here. But why is it called unloading meat? I will tell you, and this will be clear. So, uh, yeah. And we're back. <laughs> so what things would you like to talk about, Katie? Uh, where have you been performing lately? <laughs> now, now it's funny because I can't remember. <laughs> um, well, I've been doing uh, this new comedy club in Broken Arrow called Go Laugh. Uh, they have a show there every Friday. Um, and then this past Saturday I was at Rena or not Renaissance, Emerson Nice. Okay. Brewery in Owasso. 
Um, I do a lot of shows with the lovely lady of comedy, Angela Teague. Nice. So, um, I need to get out to go in, Bro- yeah. in Broken Arrow. I, I honestly have not been out there yet. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's actually um, a lot of times it sells out, and yeah. it's a it's a really good room. Um, then I have a show coming up in Fort Smith, so that's cool. I'm getting out of state. Nice yeah. Fort Smith. <laughs> I had I, I had uh, Adam Harvin on here a couple weeks ago from Fort Smith. Oh. Uh, he's a comic from that area and does the open mic stuff there. So he's trying to come out in the Tulsa area a little bit. He's been in the cellar a couple times. Yeah, it's actually he... not that bad of a drive. Yeah, what about an hour, hour yeah. and a half? I think yeah, around about ninety minutes. I mean, you drove an hour to get here. I did. <laughs> Thank and you, by was... the way. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad of a drive. Um. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. That's all right. Uh, We are rolling here. We're already almost 20 minutes in. That's crazy. Yeah, like this has been going through This is going to be a great episode. (laughs) I can already feel it. The energy's up. We're having fun. Uh, I always ask every comedian that comes on this show, who who are some of your biggest comedy influences or like your favorite comedians? I I like really hate that question. <laughs> because I don't feel like I really modeled myself after not anybody. so much model, but like but, if you were um, growing up, like what got like what comedians were you listening to that were like that got you? You said like nine years old, you wanted to be a comedian. Yeah. This is terribly embarrassing, but I remember my parents watching Jeff Foxworthy on TV. Okay, I, I, yeah, my parents did too. He, like they were just laughing so hard, and my dad was like repeating, he's like, "Ah, oh, you might be a redneck, you know." Yeah, and I just thought, like, I was like, "That's what I want to do." Yeah, like that's I want to be able to make people laugh like that, and then um, also Roseanne Barr. Yeah, who I realize is out of her goddamn mind, but I <laughs> I saw her on Kill Tony like two yes. weeks ago. <laughs> I love her. I love her. I saw. Um, I went back and I watched like some of her uh, very first stand up, like when she was on Johnny Carson. Yeah. And, um, and I loved her show when I was growing up because she was one of the few females that were with uh, that Ron Carson, right? Like as far as like that, that yeah. call over the couch or whatever. Like, yeah, because it's very rare, right? Yeah, because female comedians were not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. They, they were not a thing. Um, and so um, she's definitely one of my favorites and has been very influential. And then um, yeah, growing up though. Which I'm really trying to think of. Um, when I was a teenager, and still one of my favorites to this day is Margaret Cho. Okay. I adore her. That's um, I got to see her live in Tampa, which was amazing. Nice. Oh, my God. She's so funny. She's just as funny in person. Um, and I love uh, Ron White is probably. Yes. Oh, my God. I love Ron White. Um, I'm a big Kill Tony. I don't know if you ever watched Kill Tony. Um, I, I've uh, seen clips of it, but I haven't, I'm not an avid fan or anything. Now that uh, <laughs> they moved down to Austin, which is, you know, Ron White's in, in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, he's on there every couple months or so as a guest and just hanging out there drinking and being one of the, I love the ghosts. <laughs> and, like, now that they're in Austin, they get so many good guests because everybody's going to Austin now. Yeah, it's like the new L.A. is yep. what I hear. I mean, to be honest... Uh, not without any ego or anything. I just kind of feel, and we've talked about it a couple times in some episodes. Tulsa's on the bubble. I really think that Tulsa is getting ready to pop off as yeah. far as not as far as the Austin level, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, with the way Reservation Dogs is, Tulsa King, the movies that are coming out here, how much talent is just in the entertainment area? Like, like burlesque, comedians, musicians, everybody in the Tulsa area is so talented. Uh, I just think we're getting more into the pop lexicon of like people knowing more about Tulsa than just like cowboys and Indians. Right. Yeah. Um, that's why I kind of wanted to launch this podcast this year. I wanted to kind of get myself out this year and get more going. Cause like, I just think it's on the verge of like really being something big. It's, I think- it seems that way. There's like, a, I mean, like if it's on a weekend, like you're like, Hmm, what should I do on Friday? And there's like five different shows going yeah. on. There's like comedy, burlesque like you said there's all kinds of stuff just all the time yeah and there's an open mic almost every day of the week yeah which is great for people like me that live out of town and so like i'm trying to conserve gas you know make yeah. the most bang for my buck uh there's days where i have my kids like mondays and tuesdays where i can't mm. go 
So I know there's great ones like the Bounty on those days that I just can't mm. go to. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice to have there's other opportunities, other great open mics on the other days that, you know, like Wednesday, like tonight, there's going to yeah, be three. Yeah, you can hit three, yeah. Uh, which is my plan tonight. I only heard I hit Looney Bin, shout out to Looney Bin, then Hunt Club, and then Starlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bounce it, bounce it. <laughs> I'm gonna grab mine too. There we go. All right. We're kindred spirits yeah. there. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, so, what were we talking about before I, I moved my chesticles? Starlight and yeah. the Hunt Club. And... Yeah. Uh, when we're filming this, it's a Wednesday. So, yeah, we're gonna try to hit. I'm gonna hit the three peat. Uh, or the, what is it called? I don't even know what you would call the three, the trio, the trio of open mics tonight. Yeah, trio. a trio of open mics tonight. And uh, actually, all the hosts are like really cool. Like if you're, if you're like, hey, can I go up early so I can get to this mic? They're usually pretty understanding because not everybody does all of them. So. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna try to call uh, Looney Bin because Looney Bin told me that to call because I'm out of town beforehand mm-hmm. to see if I can get on the list before yeah. if I'm driving an hour. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna try to do that too. Although the last two times I've been at Looney Bin, I've gotten up both times. Okay, so. Um, but I would call anyway, but yeah. Um, well, I'm trying to get some, uh, enough time in because uh, this Friday I'm doing the Fresh Faces. Oh, nice. Yeah, I forgot you were on That's yeah. freaking awesome. Thank you. Um, I, I, I'm i pretty happy with that. And, and I know that people say, like, you can't ask to be on it. It has to be, like, a, something like a recommendation or yeah. something like that. So, like, yeah. it does mean a lot. It means, like, I, I take it as a badge of honor that I'm getting selected for it. Heck so yeah, man. I'm happy with it. I mean, this is going to be probably my 10th show, like, 10th time being on the st- stage so far. What? Yeah, like I haven't, I, I really haven't done it that much. Well, that's awesome then. Uh, not that I'm, like I said, with the eagle, I'm still a newbie. I'm, like I, I started, I did the one with you, uh, last. Mm-hmm. What, what was that? That was that November or December last year? It was something like that. It was in the last year. <laughs> I don't uh, it was in the last year. You did, yeah. you hosted Tulsa Comedy Club, and I tried it just to see if I can get the jitters out. Roscoe hosted in January an open mic. And that was the first time I went out and just tried my whole new five minutes. And that was when I was getting ready to launch this. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, if you're one of the last five, uh, or when you're one of these five days I call, come see us afterwards. And I was one of the five names. He's like, hey, you're very funny. Come out to the colony. We're going to hang out and just like, get, to, you know, well, get to know everybody. And he introduced me to everybody at the colony. And I met Missy. I met uh, Conrad, you know, Preston. I met everybody yeah. there that night. And that's what changed my view on this podcast. I was like, man, there's so much fucking talent in Tulsa. And everybody's so cool and everybody was so welcoming to me that I changed the entire concept of the podcast that night. Because I had oh, such wow. a great set. And then I was like, okay, I finally found my fucking people. Because, like, I had a great mm-hmm. set. It was so good that I was one of the five chosen that was so funny that or at least good enough to where Roscoe pulled me off, you know, the side. And then took me to that place and then introduced me to, like, 30 different new people that were all just welcoming and giving me hugs and stuff. And I was like, this oh, is fucking man. awesome. So that was like, okay, I came back, talked to Steph, and I was like, we need to do a spotlight on these people. We need to, like, as I go up, let's start having people on here every week, and let's start giving a spotlight to the other entertainers, and let's build everybody up in Tulsa and kind of make Tulsa like a hub. And that was where this came from. So just from that one night. That's awesome. I love that. Shout out to Roscoe. Yeah. And so, like, that's that's those moments are, like, those little things. I always go back to the – it's stupid. Like, I'm a big Deadpool guy. I mean, yeah. I freaking love and, that. Uh, my kitchen table over there is Deadpool. Like, <laughs> uh, Deadpool two and Deadpool one, the movies. They always have this thing where it's like Colossus talks about. There's four or five mo- moments in your life, yeah. <laughs> and those choices matter. Like those basically, you know, define yeah. you kind of thing. And it's a cheesy, stupid superhero thing. But like, I always remember that. Like, there's four or five moments that are like things that like can be very pivotal and pivot you to certain things. And that was one of them. So that night changed everything here, and I've been just trying to give back ever since and going full. Full bore. So that was end of January. I launched the podcast February, and we've just been going ever since. That is crazy. And now it's, what, April? <laughs> I don't know. I think so. Yeah. When this comes out, it'll be June. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So from January till June. And yeah, so then I got Fresh Faces, then the Insult Attack, and then the Riff Show. So I'm trying to get more. Heck yeah, man. And then still doing this, and then we're going to do Fat Nerd News. I don't know if you saw that. I did. I love There's been that. a couple times I've done sets where I've been shirtless or I've been in a, tr- a crop top. 
And I don't know. I just have fun with my gut. If I if I can be on it, I'm just gonna wear a blazer and like pasties. Well, what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to put that on OnlyFans. Uh. <laughs> We're fat. I'll be OnlyFans. <laughs> Just food porn. We, you know what? We're gonna start a whole second podcast. <laughs> Only flan. <laughs> we just fucking eat desserts. Yes. Depression. <laughs> oh, that's got. What, what are the sprinkles on top? Zola. Uh. <laughs> Zola takes the edge off. Yeah. Brulee with Lexapro. It's like, like it's like my joke I do at the cellar when I'm like, yeah, we gotta get around these Eric Clapton fans in the bathroom. I'm like, she's all mine, she's all mine. And everybody sings the song, and I'm like, fentanyl. God. <laughs> so like, um, off air, I do want to talk to you. So like, I do have some stuff, and I I kind of want your feedback because this will be my first big. I mean, I've done one showcase at the cellar. My first showcase was in February. And I did, I was supposed to do 10 minutes. I ended up doing like eight and a half because I forgot like a minute and a half of my set in the middle of it. Yeah. That's uh, not a big deal. Honestly, nobody could notice. And nobody noticed. The, mm. the most embarrassing part of it is that minute and a half I I forgot was entirely just roast jokes on Roscoe. Oh, and he's literally from me to you. You know the seller. Yeah. So he's literally right here with the mic looking at me and I forget the jokes about him. Mm. <laughs> I had some good ones and I still use one to this day. I talk about how, like, after my sexual uh, assault, I try to give back to the community. So I hand out slide whistles as rape whistles. It's not going so well, but I wanted Roscoe to have a soundtrack the next time he fucks. No! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Roscoe. Like, that was a great joke. <laughs> and I missed it. Like, I had that so queued up. Uh, Free Roscoe introduced me at, at uh, Castro and Joe's reception as... Uh... Something about gaining weight even despite having AIDS. I was like, what the So like spoiler alert, do you have AIDS? No. I was like, okay. <laughs> so like, like I was wondering because I was like Where does that come from, Roscoe? I was like, is are you are you just outing her? Because then cause then like I have like <laughs> This is going to have to be another clip. Uh, I'm going to show you my, my my opening joke is about AIDS. Oh, and so nice. I was going to talk to you about my Deco Lounge set tonight. And then I was like, well, I wonder if that's going to be a sensitive subject. Because Roscoe says she has fucking AIDS. I've, I've got to be the fattest person with so AIDS. Like, I'm like, come I'm on. Not of like, AIDS. <laughs> It's like it. That Episode would be twenty like, guys. That would be like if the Dallas Buyers Club was selling cheeseburgers. Like you just what? watched Dallas Buyers Club in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you're just rewinding uh, it. Yes. Be kind. Rewind. Oh my god. It's like no. I, I. I told uh. Who was it? Uh, I think it was Zach Amon was on the show. And I said, it's like when I watch all the stepmother porn, and I watch it in reverse now. And so she actually gets the fucking laundry done. <laughs> That's the dream. Yeah. Yeah. Go go back to the first part where she picked up one of my socks and it broke in half. <laughs> <laughs> That's what does it for me. That's why I just use all my ex-wife's socks. God. <laughs> My dick gets athlete's foot. Oh, no. Athlete's cunt. Oh, man. I'd actually, I was writing a joke for like somebody else to use because I was trying to help her write clean jokes. Yeah. Uh, my friend Allie reached out for help for help with that. And I was like, you should talk to somebody else. <laughs> but I was, say, I was saying something like, you should say that you've had so many yeast infections that your pussy's in a persistent vegetative state. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, maybe that's not that clean. <laughs> uh, that's part of what I was going to talk to you about. Of uh, yeast infections? Well, <laughs> no. Well, maybe. Possibly. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Who can relate? this rash underneath my armpit, and it kind of looks like a vagina. And Oh my god, everything reminds me of her. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it reminded me. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. My problem isn't like not like saying fuck. Like yeah. I cannot cuss. That's not a problem. Yeah. Um, 
but it's just the the things that I'm you're not supposed to talk about. Like yeah. I think she uh the manager there had got on somebody about their abortion jokes or there was a tagline on one of my jokes she didn't like. Um and like I can't talk about swamp pussy there, so that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> but but <laughs> well, have you have you heard my swamp pussy no. joke? I'll have to tell you later. Okay. But um uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, for those that don't know, you wanted me to introduce you for, yeah, from the swamp I'm from earlier. The swamp. Um <laughs> and I was like, why? And you're like, because of my swamp pussy joke. My and I was like, oh, like that joke. explains it. Like, Every, everybody <laughs> knows. Um. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Well. Did you, did you kill a cheetah in the swamp? <laughs> no. But when I was writing the joke, my friend, he goes, don't say sweaty. Say sizzling. And I'm like, sizzling white ass mama pussy? That's worse somehow. Yeah. That makes it sound like I'm walking around with a plate of fajitas between my legs. Just like. <laughs> But then I'm like, speaking of fajitas. That's just a sound that my jeans make when I scrape the fucking thighs against each other. I said, speaking. <laughs> Every time I walk. So I jump around on stage. like. If I I'm, do that, I'll fall through yeah. the stage. And then like usually someone in the front row will be like this. And I'll be like, I'm like, this lady wishing that mask mandate was still in effect, you know. But I said that, um, speaking of fajitas, I need <gasps> someone to lay some steak on this bitch. But I want that quality meat. I'm looking for that black Angus honey. I want that Kobe beef. And when I say, speaking of Kobe, I wish someone would wreck my swamp like they did his helicopter. <laughs> so, and if you want to leave that in there, that's fine. Um, <laughs> but, but in my defense, every time I orgasm, I'm like, Kobe. <laughs> Because it happens so rarely. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, I, like, I'm in the group chat for the next insult attack, and somebody's profile in there was Kobe. And I was like, damn, I thought he already got burnt. <laughs> Is that Chaz? I think so. Yeah. I was like, somebody, uh, no, I was like, damn, I thought he already got roasted a couple years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's the, is that Thunderwolf that has the, the... Uh, somebody? Yeah, it was, in, it was in the yeah yeah he's, yeah he was from the roast mm -hmm. yeah I love that roast yeah uh, we can talk was about so that much fun uh, we had me and you were both uh, on the I guess we say the dais or the you know for the roast of Castro and Joe and Joe Miller uh, they got married and decided to have a reception slash roast. And it was awesome. It was so great. Um, let's get right into it. Joe co-hosts the Slow Let's Talk About podcast, or Soul Tap for short. Coincidentally, Soul Tap is also what Castro calls it when Joe is pecking him. <laughs> Castro's favorite superhero is Batman, which makes sense because after his parents saw him rap, they wished that he was an orphan. <laughs> Sean's also a Twitch streamer. Uh, that's also what Joe calls him in bed. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this next joke I made on my podcast when they were both guests on there. And, uh, you know, it's also coincidentally the lowest viewed po uh, podcast I have on my channel. So I thought, fuck it, let's let this joke come out here so actually people can listen to it. Damn. Joe, you are, it's such a wonderful coincidence that you are in comedy. Because you remind me so much of Saturday Night Live's A.D. Bryant. And Castro, you remind me of 80 disappointed fathers. <laughs> you know, to end my section, I'm already going a little quick on here, yeah, just like Castro in bed. Um, I thought to end this celebration of the marriage of Sean and Joe, I only need to refer back to Joe's own words. guests for my podcast, Joe sent an email, you know, for my business, and I want to read it verbatim for her response. What the fuck is this? Skull emoji. For you old people, that means dead. My husband and I are both entertainers in Tulsa, and without having any context for what the fuck this is, or consulting him first... I'm reaching out to say, we're in. <laughs> she closed with, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> There's no punchline to this joke. I just wanted you guys to be aware of the IQ level of who we're roasting tonight. I had a lot of fun. Uh, 
Their family did a great job. Like oh her mom God. and sister. Dude, Alex tore them a new asshole. Yeah. And honestly, like we talked afterwards outside where everybody was smoking stuff. Like Alex, I know like Alex was really funny. Like she should go I know like they said she's done some sets in the past and she doesn't she want has, to go out there. Yeah. Like she's very funny. She should go out there and mm-hmm. do more. Alex, you should do more sets. That was really funny. Yeah. Alex Miller, you are hilarious and I love you. <laughs> I don't know you very well, but yes, you are hilarious. I don't want to say I love you to a stranger. That sounds weird. <laughs> it sounds creepy as shit whenever it's well, a guy doing it to a female. You know what I mean? She uh, Chicks can do it away, get away with that. Like, not that I'm saying chicks is derogatory, yeah. but like women can say, like, I love you, and it's just fine. But like yeah. I go to a complete stranger, I'm like, hey Alex, I love you. <laughs> well, yeah. And then you don't stare. You just don't blink. <laughs> Oh, that's so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so. Get in his white van. <laughs> Get in. Why are there no windows? <laughs> I just wanted to see the puppies. I always think of it's always sunny when they 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 uh what do you call it they uh what's that called they tinted the windows on the inside and the outside of the mm-hmm. van and then they couldn't see out or in of the rape van. <laughs> that's not a popsicle. <laughs> it's for my Magnum dong. <laughs> I love that show. I love that show so much. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, yeah, we had a great time at the roast. Uh, I, I was you were right after me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, you did great. Katie, how how do you have AIDS and you're getting fatter? It's amazing. I actually lost weight because of the AIDS, but okay. <laughs> god damn it. Uh, I don't usually read things off my phone, but Roscoe's here, so fuck it. Um, <laughs> congratulations, you guys. I love you two so fucking much. Um, I never know what the fuck Castro is talking about, like, ever. Um, one, of the, uh, one time he said to me, Katie, I fucks with you hard. Me and Joe both do. <laughs> And I thought I was being invited to a threesome. Um, And for the record, guys, I'm still down. (laughs) I'm going to assume that marrying Joe is Castro's Um, make-a-wish. I didn't realize they granted wishes for dying rap careers. Oh, man. Joe, congratulations on marrying a dude that looks like Post Malone traded his face tattoos for Big Macs. I'm really, really happy for you. Oh, man. And please, Joe, don't get pregnant because Castro already has two kids he doesn't take care of. Uh, some of you may know Joe works in public housing. Um, and I think a big part of that mission is getting people off the street. But I got to be honest, Joe, Marion Castro is taking it a little too far. Um, <laughs> Joe, you are so beautiful. Um, your chest, uh, though, is proof that Castro takes the game of pickup basketball a little too far. <laughs> Just a little bit. Oh, man. I think it's funny that Joe didn't believe in Santa Claus as a kid because that's who she is to Castro's kids. (laughs) Just rolling in with all the presents while Castro's calling her ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Joe, you truly are a kindred spirit. I feel like you're a soul sister to me. Um, mostly because I feel like your pussy is a lot like mine. It's one of the finer things in life. It's a lot like a really expensive cheese. Like, it tastes great if you can get past the smell. (laughs) Thank you. You did as well. Thank you. Uh, I'll have Stefano, like, put a picture of my outfit from that day. It was beautiful. It was a great outfit. And then I got slapped. Twice. Yeah, I got basically Ric Flair, like, knife edge chopped. (laughs) Like... Once by Roscoe. Do you still have a welt there? I wouldn't be no. surprised. No, I'm it's just gone. trying to get him to take his shirt uh, off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> take his moo off. It's going to be a whole different show. <laughs> yeah. It'll be back on OnlyFans. The OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. It's everywhere. There's blood everywhere. There's blood. Why, why didn't you help me get sponsored by Manscaped? 
gonna save my bush. You're gonna save my bush. We should just make an episode of Only Plan. <laughs> just, just one. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, like I don't know if you saw like Whitney Cummings did the roast of Burt Kreischer on OnlyFans TV. Oh, that's And I'm like, OnlyFans is doing shit besides porn. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to take off. I'll just, you know, watch YouTube. <laughs> I mean, shout out like shout out to anybody doing OnlyFans and yeah. making money, though. Hey. I thought about it. I'm like, man, what, what can I get away with on OnlyFans that will get me, you know, still yeah. let me have some dignity? <laughs> <laughs> feet? I could do feet. I could, like, you know, yeah. like... Scramble some eggs and dip my feet in or something. I don't know. Like whatever. People the... are into weird shit. Man. I know. It's kind of like the Zach and Miri like porno. Uh, I love thing. that movie. I love it too. I'm a big like, Kevin Smith fan. People want to watch anybody else, but especially if they knew him went to high school. Just curiosity wise, you'd be like, yeah, yeah I got to see that. Like morbid curiosity is a thing. It's kind of like when you see a car wreck on the side of the road, you kind of like don't want to look, but you're just like. Speaking of which, uh, holy shit! There was a gigantic explosion on the side of 75 yesterday. Jesus. Uh, I was driving from Tulsa to back to here and there was like a semi with a trailer and everything. And like the whole thing just exploded. Like the truck and the trailer were just like the tops of them were just gone. Like on the side of the road. Just Jesus. I don't what happened. I don't know either, but they closed off 75 and I had to go through Owasa to get back on. Like I had to skip through Owasa to get back on the 75 and go to Tulsa. That's crazy. Yeah. It was a big, big thing. Like, I don't know what happened, but yeah, it was just gone. Uh, Sorry to bring everything down. Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, the roast was great. <laughs> it was great. Had some great drinks. Um, they had my Achilles heel. They had, you know, fancy Lunchables, a.k.a. pre-made sandwiches. Yep. They were good, too. Yeah, they were great. I, I, You put a ham and cheese or a turkey and cheese sandwich just, like, pre-made in front of me, or Subway sandwiches or anything like that, I'm going to eat the whole platter. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. I just can't stop. Uh, Lunchables. I'm a, I'm a Lunchables kid. I grew up on them. And I don't know if you know this, like there's a thing going in the public schools now where they pretty soon that's just going to be an option at all the public schools for lunches. It's just lunchables in, stu- in schools. Well, that's, I mean, the kids would probably eat them though, so that'd be yeah. Good. And I mean, and they said they're going to uh, edit the ingredients or the recipes for each thing, so like they're more nutritious than the crackers and the cheese and the like. So they yeah. actually get their balanced stuff. But yeah, they're going to give them a lunchable every day for lunch, like prepackaged. It's also going to help with food safety and you know. Then not have to prepare stuff every month, every day. But yeah, it's just gonna be like that every day. Mm. I've heard that's a new initiative that people are trying to get because I mean, even my daughter now wants me to get her a lunchable and take it to school. Yeah, she'd rather have that than a school lunch. So I'm like, okay, well, I mean, if you're eating it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, better definitely better than not eating. I just remember back back in my day, like going to school and having pizza or like chicken fried steak or. Just like, a, oh, it's it's hamburger day or something like that. And now it's just going to be Lunchables every day. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know. Where are we? <laughs> Food. Food. Yes. <laughs> Food. Uh, What's your prison, like your your death row meal? Oh, man. uh, Steak. Steak? Definitely, yes. How, how do you want your steak? Medium rare. There, hey. Medium rare. And I'll, yes. It's got to be medium yes. rare. Otherwise, you're a fucking psychopath. Yeah. If And and I've I've seen this uh, opinion online, and I agree. Like, if you order your steak, well done. Just order the chicken. Yeah. You steak-hating bastard. So, real talk. Um, I grew up. So, my, my mom's allergic to cheese. So, like, oh, I, no. the only thing I ever had cheese is, like, if I had a, a on a sandwich, you know, a slice of cheese. Yeah. Or she'd make Kraft mac and cheese at the side every once in a while for us. Otherwise, I didn't have cheese growing up really that much. Um, that being said, my parents love everything well done. Like, they burn their steaks pretty much, their chicken. Uh, my dad loves popcorn burnt. It's a real childhood trauma. Yeah. That's what it is. So, like, I just grew up with, like, they just love the kind of the bland burnt flavors almost. Uh, I hated steak. I hated chicken. I hated barbecuing, basically, until I got to college and I started cooking myself. And I was like, oh, my God, this stuff tastes good. Yeah. It's somebody like I went to Chili's of all places that had a medium rare steak. And I was like, I don't want steak, but it's like one of those like steak inside kind of things. Yeah. And somebody's like, no, don't get it fucking well done. Because even then, I was like, that's all I knew how to order. Mm-hmm. So anytime there was a steak, I was like, okay, I guess I'll take it well done. And every time I was like, yeah, this sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> and then somebody's like, why don't you try it well, medium rare? And I was like, it was like, I don't know, the first time I fucking came. <laughs> Whap. Yeah. <laughs> um, medium, medium rare is how you gotta have your steak, man. Yeah. Ugh. And then I like got really good. Like I had to like 
go down the rabbit hole because I love to cook. I really love to cook. Uh, I went down the rabbit hole of like obsessively learning how to make a really good ribeye or like make a good steak, like cook nice. one. And like now I just like I don't know if you cook at all. I do, yeah. I like to pre-cook my steaks in the oven. Like I season them and I uh, cook them like two seventy-five in the oven for like thirty minutes or so. What and then sear the outside? Yep. That's how I Damn. do them. It's and then I'll just go light the grill outside like five minutes and then just get them in the oven for like 10 20 minutes until they're like 90 degrees and then just throw them on the grill for five seconds fuck yes and it's just it's easy it's so easy and it's like once i figured out how to do that method it was just like you can't really fuck it up and it's just you're gonna get i i don't like there's two things i really struggle to eat at a restaurant spaghetti and people's other people's steak just because i like my own sauce and i like yeah i like my own steaks because most of the time i've gotten like i don't know you go to what is it called uh What's it called? Texas Roadhouse or something like that? Yeah. It's I don't know. Sometimes I get a really, really good steak. Sometimes I get one that's just bland as fuck. has not even any salt or anything on it. I don't think I've, I've been there in a long time. You know where it has... Well, I don't think I've been... I'm, I'm not sure I've even been the Longhorn since I've lived here in Oklahoma. But yeah. the one... Uh, ones down in Florida were so good, man. They I like Longhorn. Steak. Mm. Delicious. I mean, I just like... Put some salt and pepper on there at least. Yeah. I, I get it. And then like... I don't know. Okay, so maybe it's just me as a fat guy. And I'm just hitting camera buttons left and right. Um, <laughs> there's a local steakhouse named Tumbleweeds. And it's in, it's in this area. And it has great steaks and everything. I always ask people, when you have a steak, you have a side. Mm-hmm. Typically, they give you some type of bread. Yeah. This place does not do any side of bread, garlic bread, ho- table bread, or anything for the entire restaurant. Like, even, like, when you order the pasta, you don't get garlic bread or anything like that. Like, it's just, like, they don't do bread as a side on anything. And it's just always, like, it stuck out of the sore thumb to me. It was just, that was wild. That is weird. Because, like, even... Yeah, because most steakhouses are really, like, any, like... They really push the bread. down restaurant. They'll bring you... Yes, they keep feeding you bread like they don't even want you to eat the steak. Because they want you to order the appetizer, the meal, and the dessert, and then fill up on the bread so much and during while you're waiting for all that shit that you spent all the money for nothing, you have to take it to go. That's, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I worked in restaurants. That's our goal. Well, I work in a restaurant now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that's our goal. We're just, we're just trying to get you to take that food home with you. No, but uh, it's like the Olive Garden when they had the fucking like order one meal here, one to go. Uh, and dude, pasta keeps though. Not Olive Gardens. No, I don't know. The fettuccine doesn't. It separates. Mm. I mean, I, 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 their Alfredo sauce is mostly just oil and cheese. And once I guess goes, I was just thinking about like when you make spaghetti at home. I yeah, <laughs> but like they always did that. Like if you buy one now, you get one to go. And I'm like, okay, cool. I get the separated Alfredo sauce the next day. That's cool. Mm. Just oil on top of the. F- Ugh. It's like whenever you have like vegetable soup on the next day and you have yeah. like a like, grease layer. That's what happens to their Alfredo That's sauce. Nasty. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> We've been going an hour already almost. Oh shit. Yeah, this has been fun. <laughs> You've been having fun? Yes. Uh what do you want to talk about? Uh tip your servers, you guys. Yes. That I'm currently a server. <laughs> and uh I tip, was... <laughs> tip me. <laughs> No, I had people. I had a just the tip. Yes, no. just the just the tip. No, put the whole thing in there, please. Um, but fucking size queen. Don't soak it like a Mormon. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, hi mom. Uh, oh. If you're watching, the only difference between the Mormons and the KKK is the hole in the sheet. No, oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, I have a funny story about that. Which one is the KKK or the Mormons? Or fucking no, okay, the sheet? Listen. There's a lot of topics There's, right there. Wow. <laughs> Who hasn't fucked through a sheet? It's Oklahoma. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> I call that choir practice. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? Praise the Lord. Um... Praise him! <laughs> no. So my son is a gamer. Avid gamer. Xbox. Um... This was years ago. I had come home from work, and he was like, I'm like, hey, buddy, how was your day? And he was like, Mama, I joined the clan. <laughs> I was like, excuse <laughs> me? <laughs> right? Um, uh, I was like, the the fuck? Um, and I, I was very disheartened, but, you know, um, at the end of the day, you got to support your kids. <laughs> and so <laughs> here I am uh, that night just uh, fucking cutting holes in bed sheets and shit. 
And uh, <laughs> he's like, what are you doing, you know? And I was like, well, you said you joined the clan. He's like, no, mama, I joined a clan on Fortnite. I didn't know, but I guess they have little different clans you yeah. can run around in. Yeah. Um. So and, I was relieved. And only one of them's racist. Yeah, and he was like... <laughs> He was like, Mama, what the, what do you do? Why is that cross on fire? Because you got to support your kids. Um, no, I'm really glad that uh, <laughs> that he didn't join the clan. But yeah, that's. <laughs> I always remember, uh, are you a bit, do you ever watch South Park? Oh, yeah. well, not anymore, but they had the, a long the, time ago the one episode where all the rich black people moved to town, like Will Smith and stuff oh, like that. Nice. And uh, all the poor whites get mad and they're, like they're trying to get the richers out. <laughs> and so they're like, we're going to scare them by putting a lowercase T on the like on their lawn and lighting it on fire. Why a lowercase T for time to leave? Oh, God. And like just everything is not racist in this episode. But all the black rich people like Shaquille O'Neal and Will Smith are like. Just seeing a, a flaming cross, and like yeah. they're all like, they're like, we're gonna scare, we're gonna dress as ghosts, and it's just everything about this episode is them not being racist, but all the black people are like, what the fuck is South Park? Like, it's such a genius episode. It's so good. Um, One of my favorite South Park episodes was where they had to vote uh, for the school mascot. Yeah, between uh, uh, it was giant like, douche uh, and turd sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, the last, the, the latest season's on HBO Max. It's really fucking good. Is it? Really good. Um, there's this one. It's about uh, chat GPT or AI. And it's like the boys learn that they can just use it to reply to their girlfriends and not have to be like in a wall of text nonstop. And the girlfriends are like all like falling in love with the chat GPT boyfriends. And the boyfriends are just going and playing video games nonstop. And then it kind of classes and, you know, blows up. Nice. <laughs> and then the teachers start using chat GPT to grade papers. That basically escalates and escalates at each level of the school starts using the AI. I use it to parent. <laughs> Billy, you are grounded. Please go to the computer. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Uh, I'm not really scared about AI taking over. It's 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 dumb right now. It's not anything to worry about. Yeah. I don't know if you're worried about it at all. I mean, I know that, like, Skynet is coming, and it's all Terminator. Well, yeah, but this isn't that. Like, the thing about it is, it's kind of like I worked with cell phones a long time. Like, you know how they have like four G, five G, and stuff like that. Yeah, those are just names. They don't really mean anything. It's just like the branded kind of thing for like the, the the service that you're using right now. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't actually mean like five generation or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's, it's like the marketing thing. Like, the uh, what were we just talking about? I'm AI. AI. The chat GPT or even calling it artificial intelligence, it's a lie because it's not artificial. It's not thinking on its own. The current thing is literally just somebody made a smart algorithm that mm-hmm. predicts what you could you want based on whatever you put in. That's all it is. It's just an algorithm right now. It's not even an AI. So Yeah, I'm not really worried about I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be long dead before uh before we have to worry about the robots taking yeah. over. But right now, like I don't know, like I watched last week tonight every week, and John Oliver does these exposés on stuff, and he's I I love it. I really recommend watching those on Sunday. They're fucking hilarious and they're really insightful. Uh, but he had one about Chat GPT and AI and stuff, and basically it was like, there's really nothing to worry about. This thing is dumb. And the thing that's really scary though is like all these companies like google microsoft facebook everybody's like now we have with ai technology and now we're using it for ai and it's just a marketing thing mm-hmm. everybody's just saying like oh we're improved now with with artificial intelligence and it's just another fucking sticker to slap on like fucking low or no msg you know what i mean it's just a tag yeah. that's all it is right now so and like everybody i getting want all the up. msg by the way i cook with msg msg only i have a shaker only of msg plan. obviously like <laughs> No, like I have, a, I, have a, I buy my MSG on Amazon and cook with it because it's just flavor. Oh yeah. I mean, do you ever watch Uncle Roger? Yes. Oh my god. I love Uncle Roger. With the MSG. Yeah. Uh... Like, MSG's just a spice. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, a chemical thing. I mean, like, isn't it like tastier salt, sort of? Yeah. You want to taste it on camera? Well, hell yeah, brother. Give me one second. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, yeah. If you ever had ramen, mm-hmm. that's that flavor. And just just eating MSG <laughs> on camera, you guys. Hold on. 
I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do a line of it. Oh god, it comes out bad. We're doing we're doing lines of MSG here on bits. only only flan. Yep. Yep. I'm just gonna lick it out of my hand. It's a mouthful of MSG. Oh. Oh my god, that it is it excites your taste buds. Yeah. Uh yeah, if you have like an Asian flavor in your mouth right now, that's Yep. Not the reason I usually have an Asian flavor in my mouth, but Yeah, it's usually just my grinder search for dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh fucking mouth tastes like beef and broccoli. <laughs> This week on Only Flan. Yeah. We shop at Panda Express <laughs> after dark. Oh, man. Panda Express is kind of gross. It is. It's like you want it to be good. Yeah. And it's not. And they always jip you on the fucking sauces. Dude. Like, if you order the teriyaki chicken, like they're like, they're like fucking the soup Nazi if they fucking want to give you those packets of teriyaki, I'm man. Come back next week. Yeah. Like, holy time. shit. By the way, I think fi- so. Again, food. I'm a chef. I don't like, you know, I like to cook. I asked them for like a shitload of teriyaki sauces once, and I had like fucking five bags of them in my fridge. Mixed that with some mayo, mm-hmm. mixed it all up with some salt and pepper and stuff like that. Dipped chicken in it, and I just threw them on the grill. Was the fucking best thing. My six year old daughter does not eat anything but like chicken nuggies, pizza. You know, she's a six year old. She likes kid stuff. Yeah. Usually, I can't get her to eat grilled chicken or anything like off the grill besides a hot dog. She ate three full chicken breasts. Wow. I was like, holy fuck. And she doesn't even like teriyaki or Panda Express or anything. I was like, she was like, this is good. And I even called her mom and I was like, try this. And she's like, yeah, I want to try that. Because like this, we've been trying to struggle to get her to eat anything that's not like, you know, kitty stuff. Yeah. It's just one of those things. They Dude, don't have the my best. My son was like that. He, I swear to God, he lived on like chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. Yeah. For a long time. And now he, the boy has like more sophisticated tastes than I yeah. do. He, oh my gosh. And he loves spicy stuff now. So, yeah. I struggle with that, too. Because, like, so, like, I, I've been divorced twice. Uh, my first wife was Mexican. And so my first, you know, my, my oldest daughter is part Mexican. Uh, not that it has any influence on, like, as far as taste buds. I don't want to say, like, ethnicity-wise. Yeah. Ethnic, but, like, uh, or stereotypical-wise. I'm just saying, like, because of how her mom cooks and that, you know, stuff like that, she's used to spicier stuff. She likes spicy food, you know, hot Cheetos, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I can't stand barely anything spicy. Uh, there was a time I couldn't even stand, like, salsa at a Mexican restaurant. I just, I, I had that palate just, yeah. Now, as I've gotten older, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Now it's like I, I can handle a little bit of spice, but yeah. nothing too crazy. I'm never going to do, like, hot ones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, fuck that shit. Oh, I, I love spicy food. I love it. Well, I did a show down in, um, down the, there in The Florida. MSG is still getting me. Holy shit. <laughs> No, my friends, uh, shout out to my friends in Florida, Jander and Kyle, who host a show called The Hot Mess Show. And I guess it's kind of like Hot Ones, I think. But uh, what you have to do is... Um, the MSG you... is so fucking... <laughs> we should have ne- never done the fucking MSG on camera. <laughs> we did the MSG on camera. We did it. I snorted MSG. <laughs> No, but the Stefano's gonna have so much fun with this fucking episode. <laughs> He's like, God, this is awful. All right, guys, we're back with the one and only Katie Styles. Katie, I think it's time for the preheat. Let's do it. The preheat. Now, Ooh, the preheat, it's hot. I'm familiar with it. Uh, I grew up fat, so I like to uh, think of those roast jokes before I get them. That's where the concept of the preheat came from. Mm. So I know I'm gonna get some trollish comments putting this stuff out on the internet. So if you want to be on the preheat. You can send those comments to me and include a picture of yourself. I'll read your dirty, disgusting comments, but with that photo, I'm going to roast you the fuck back. So if you want to be on the preheat and submit your photo, send it to unloadingme at gmail.com, subject preheat, and you can get your submission on here. Say whatever the fuck you want about me, but I'm going to retort. Katie, do you have an example of a roast joke for me? I really should have thought of one. I don't know. I that feel was like... so priceless. <laughs> it was, I was on such a roll. Like, I was so perfect. I'm sorry. No, it's like, 
Like, you know, like, so, like, when I do, like, the intros and stuff, there's times where I have, like, ten takes. Because, yeah. like, I'm, like, I screw up on a word. And I'm, like, fuck. Take again. Take again. And that was yeah. a one take where it was perfect. Sorry. <laughs> no, it wasn't what we were doing. Like, I'm you look like it. a white, queer Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> I'm Habriel. Habriel. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, thank you for that. <laughs> that was so entertaining. That was so funny. I didn't Good. think of anything this whole time. It's not like we talked about it before. I mean, I was just thinking like I'm having so much fun. <laughs> Is that not good enough? You look like, like a white queer Gabriel Iglesias because you fucking do. I mean, you just hit all the adjectives on my Mad Libs. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, uh, where can everybody find you at? Um, you can find me um, on my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> where? No. Um... You can find me Catherine Style on Facebook and on my comedy page, Katie Style Comedy on Facebook, and then KP Style 82 on Instagram. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on Unloading Me. You're the last guest of season one. We hit it off. I think we ended it with a bang. With a fucking bang. Uh, you got anything else you want to promote or plug or anything you want to say to the audience before we head out? Um, shout out to my kid, David. You're the real MVP for putting up with me, and I love you so much. Aw. Well, guys, shout out to David, Katie Styles. Thank you for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Uh, this has been the final episode of season one, guys. I am Jared Ralphie Allen. That's Katie Styles. This has been Unloading Meat. Peace. Unloading the meat. Unloading the meat.